Read Your Book on this show, we pick pieces of pop culture that were important to us in a given year. We then discuss memories and dig into those movies, albums, shows, and more. I'm Brad. I'm Pete. And I'm Giff. All right. 1984. Big year. Oh, it's awesome year. Yeah. Had a great episode last week. Great guests. And how. Now we're going to get into the nitty gritty. That's right. We got movies all month. This was a year. I mean, and when we went through our top fives, I don't know about you guys, but there was a ton of music options too. But yes. Mm-hmm. But we all picked a movie, <clears throat> and I really had no choice when I looked at the list. I mean, <laughs> and so uh, let's just get into it. Yes. You know, I, before we get into the movie itself, I, I'm just going to say that I can relate to the movie because. Mm-hmm. My half birthday was just the other day, and nobody remembered. Nobody oh, wrote me a half I'm birthday. sorry. Shoot, uh, I was on but Friday. I <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Backing man. up just a second, um, Gif, you're usually the guy that kind of does this. Did we ever give a shout out to our latest supporter? I don't think we did. We got to oh, do it. No. Who's our do you guys remember right? doing that? No. I feel like well, we slipped again. on that one, and so we need to do that fast. Yes. Get into it. Because we don't ever want to not shout out or give credit to our supporters because they are our... You know, I was wondering, we always called them classmates, but I feel like we should change that to BFFs. <laughs> okay, then. I don't know. <laughs> well, we love them, so... All right, we'll uh, send that up to the, the board. And, so do you uh, want to you do that quick, Have them vote yeah, on it. Yeah, I'm getting there. Hold on one second. That's your job. We, that's I the know. job we've assigned no, to if, you. If we're not sure, if we already gave them a shout-out, it never hurts to give them a, a second shout-out. Well, out. it certainly doesn't, no. That's true. So, no, yes. Because they deserve it. Yes, um, a little while back, uh, a classmate of ours from RTR, Eric Harper, oh. uh, reached out on uh, our buy, buy Us a Beer page and was kind enough to donate a little to the cause and we want to thank him very much for that um and also one of our most ardent supporters uh johnny ball game johnny malker himself uh he also threw a few more bucks into the kitty supporter yeah so now he's the bff then right what i think is i mean he's basically he'll take out a second mortgage on his home (laughs) to to, to donate to our show and we love him for it yeah. Well, Eric like Harper think... is a former mayor of Tyler, yes. so that's big time. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get into the political realm. Yeah, we don't want yeah. to get political. We're, not, we're, we're not talking politics, but he was a mayor, so I got to give that's, him a shout out for that. He's donated to our campaign, you could argue. That's right. <laughs> um, I also want to just put a plug in. If you ever go on our link tree that we throw out, there's a link on there now. We now have a web page, too. Oh, yeah. And so you can find our webpage if you go to uh, www.podpage.popcultureyearbook. And it's a great place to listen to the show. You can listen to it right on there. It also has, like, if you're a newer listener, as we hope we are always finding, it's got all the um, episodes categorized. So if you like music episodes, you can see them in one place. If you like the movie ones, if you like the TV ones, and so on. So um, it's a pretty cool page, and it was fun to put it together and very simple. So just uh, if you're a fellow podcaster listening, um, I'll throw in a plug for PodPage. It's a pretty awesome and easy website to use. We should throw. We should make an instructional video for our newer listeners. 
<laughs> instructional video of what? Should we, we should turn it into one of those instructional dance songs that you and me hate so much, Pete. Oh, yeah. Everybody clap your hands. <laughs> I hate that. No, yeah, I'm not never. having fun with that at all. <laughs> all right. Any more plugs? No, I don't think so. I think uh, we get back to our uh, our feature for the evening. I say everybody open their ear holes and prepare yeah. for an auditory <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> That's a new one. Yeah. All right. So when I was going through these lists, That's, like I said, there I, was tons of... By the way, of... I, I now have my fantasy football team name right there. Sorry. Ah. I'm, going with, I'm going with that. That's a good one. Anyway, there was a ton of music that we'll get into in our... Ghostbusters episode that Gifford chose because Ghostbusters had pretty good soundtrack, you know, along with it. So that made sense. Mm -hmm. um, and there was obviously a lot of good TV, but we did 1985 TV. So that kind of covered this time period. And yep. there were some great movies. And my top five, man, I could have picked any one of them plus some others. But when I was growing up, this was my all time absolutely favorite movie as a kid. And many people in my family also thought the same thing. I saw this so many times. We all said we saw it over 100 times. And that movie is 16 Candles. And this is probably one of the movies that made me love movies, actually, when you think about the mm -hmm. time and, and the re-watching of it over and over and over again. Um, so it was fantastic. It was my introduction to John Hughes, Molly Ringwald, and Anthony Michael Hall, three people who would be huge in my upbringing as far as movies and pop culture. Uh, yep. We'll get into some of the things that maybe haven't aged as well, but I we thought long, we certainly will. As a kid, uh, yeah. long duck tongue, I mean, in the 1980s, as an eight-year-old, I mean, I don't think you're going to be lying if you say you thought he was the greatest character of all time. Uh, on, on my rewatch um, two nights ago, I you know I I would still say he's one of the highlights of the well, he is. show. A, he really does a he steals the show. He does, um, and we'll get into that as as we go along as well. But um, and he actually went on to do like what many other movies too. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's no slouch. Yeah. I've no. got a list of movies that he was in. Why don't you say uh, them right we'll now? Get the Getty okay. Watanabe. Getty Watanabe. He was in films such as Volunteers. I think that was a Tom Hanks movie, right? Tom Hanks and uh, John Candy, yes. Mm -hmm. um, Gung Ho, that was Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Oh, I loved that movie, that movie as a yeah. kid. That's, That's one I saw in the movie theater. Uh, yeah. UHF with Weird Al Yankovic. He was in Gremlins 2. Mm -hmm. uh, another Tom Hanks movie, That Thing You Do. Um, Armageddon. And oh. uh, he was even in the Seinfeld episode. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Um, yeah. Oh god, I had it. Shoot. Well, do you have down who he was, Pete? I I uh, I just said it was he appeared in Seinfeld. I didn't oh, look up the character. All the, right. I think well, it was anyway. a later. I think it was a later season episode, and uh, I would have to go back and look. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Well, we'll, we'll look that up later. Have if, that you're, if you're dying to know at home, uh, you can IMDb it. Sorry, I knew there would be a quiz. <laughs> but anyway, I just, I mean, this movie was hilarious and and it was like the first one. And like I said, it's the first movie I loved. And so I was a huge Karate Kid fan and still am today. Mm -hmm. And there were, and we'll get into some others here later. And so I seriously considered a few others, but I just kept going back to, I mean, 
I have to pick this movie. There's just if if the if the point of this podcast is to pick the things that had the biggest impact on you at that time, <clears throat> well, then this was one of the easiest choices I ever had to make. So mm-hmm. that's where we're at. Sixteen candles. Uh, Mr. You, o in a 1996 episode of Seinfeld. Was, o. Hmm. Yeah. Not ringing the bell. Not placing that one. No. So what do you guys remember? Oh, he was when in did you first. See this movie. He was in the episode, by the way, of Seinfeld, where Kramer had these drawers that he put uh, oh! these people in. Oh yeah, uh, he would the Farkman the drawers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Basically, and, it's like a bed and breakfast, but the beds were inside this. And then they warped, and he couldn't get dresser. them open because of yeah. the heat from the. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Right. Right. See, once you get that one little clue, you can remember the whole thing. <laughs> right. What do you guys remember? When did you first see this movie? So my oh, guess is the first time I saw this movie was edited uh, as a late night ABC movie that would usually come on like Saturday nights after the news. Um, I would record a lot of those um, if whatever was going to be on uh, was interesting to me. So I I know I went to went to this in the movie theater. Um, but the right. first time, the first time I saw it would, would have been, um, on television. The odd thing is, is this is a PG rated movie. Oh, I know. And we'll get to that here too. So, I mean, to say you didn't go to it in the movie theater is like, well, why wouldn't you? Like, you know, you could have went to a PG this was, movie as an This was one of those movies right before the PG 13 came out. And mm-hmm. I'm sure this is one of those movies that led to it. Yep. They talk more about, I think, Gremlins and the Temple of Doom is like the two big ones. But I always thought this was part of that, too. This right. one showed, showed boobs full on. Yeah, and the F word. I mean, it's yeah, got the F bomb five yeah. minutes in. To have. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Plus all these other uh, problematic things that at the time nobody cared about. And now we all will get into cringe, cringe at when we see it. Uh, Pete, how about yourself? What do you have for memories? I don't recall seeing the movie for the first time, but I feel like, Brad, that it probably was with you because well, I there's a very that, good chance. That I, I remember how much you loved this movie and, uh, and that it was your all-time favorite movie. Um, and, and like it was actually everyone was introduced to John Hughes. This was his directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was classic John Hughes. It was set in Chicago, just like all the John Hughes movies. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't recall the very first time that I saw it, but I remember seeing it a number of times back in the day. Yeah. And, so this uh, wasn't one your family, like I remember you talked about vacation and how you went and rented movies. Yeah. This wasn't one of your families then, huh? I don't recall ever watching this one with my family at all. Okay. I, But my brother and sister for sure, and I even know my mom and dad saw it many times, and I think my dad was actually a pretty, you know, at least would, you know, enjoyed it if it was there. It's not like he's right. going to go seek it out or anything. But Well, and I would think with your siblings being as as o- much older than you guys, like this would have been right in their wheelhouse. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, my sister, I mean, she loved it. We all loved it. Right. Um. All right. So, you know, we already mentioned a couple of the people that are in this, but I just, I've I learned a few things before. Mm-hmm. So Molly Ringwald, this is obviously her, you know, big movie that put Coming her on out. the map. Yep. But two others mm-hmm. that did um, get considered for it were Robin Wright from mm-hmm. Event yep. of the Princess Bride three years later and Ali Sheedy from just the next year. 
Right. Breakfast Club. She, yep. She so. didn't get the role, but uh, she got a call back a little bit later for from John Hughes for the Breakfast Club. Yep. Right. And Michael Sheffling, who plays the Dreamboat Jake, who I somehow, I mean, he must have just decided to quit acting. I didn't really find yeah. anything about why he wasn't in anything after a few years later, but he won that role over the other person considered was Viggo Mortensen. Right. Going mm-hmm. way back. Yep. Well, and, and final, I thought, oh, go ahead. I thought he did a nice job with the role. Like, I didn't think oh, yeah. he was super corny or, you know, a bad actor. And obviously he's, he's a very good. good looking man. So you'd think he would have done well coming off of this movie, but yeah, it is weird that right. he just kind of, I you know, know, went away. Yeah. And then the other one that I thought was interesting is Anthony Michael Hall, obviously, is, you know, synonymous with the geek. But another person who was considered or tried out for that was Jim Carrey. Yeah, I found that to be crazy. I I wonder what he looked like back in 1984 and how he would have filled Mm -hmm. that role. The reason that I came across that um, Anthony Michael Hall won the role over Jim Carrey and everybody else was because everybody else came in. Uh, as a prototypical nerd, they had oh, yes. the pocket protector, they had the glasses, and they were trying too hard to be a nerd. Anthony Michael Hall came in and just played it straight, and mm-hmm. that's what uh, that's what stood out. He could be like a real life nerd kind of guy, a geek kind of guy that would be in your school, and he would blend in, and uh, and he wasn't trying too hard, and that's what made him stand out. Well, and John Hughes didn't direct Vacation, but he wrote it, and I'm he sure it, it right. hurt that Anthony Michael Hall is coming off of Vacation. Right. Sure. So. Well, and with the Vacation um, mention here, um, Sam's dad's license plate on his car is V58, which is a nod to Vacation oh, really? 58. Yep. <laughs> Automobile? Oh. Yeah, yep. All right, so the movie starts. You've got this opening scene. The whole family's getting ready for the day, and we hear about this wedding coming up the next day. And my first thing that I noticed and have remembered from the beginning is that the little brother is so annoying. He is yeah. just... And he he plays the role great. I mean, he's 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 annoying. That's what, that's what he's supposed to do. But right. he's, he's kind of got that idea of movie. this, you know, the better off dead brother. I mean coming kind of from these types of roles yep very different yeah but that little brother who is annoying and weird well and the thing i noticed bad lines right the thing a couple things i noticed right off the bat one if you watch the credits he gets second billing to molly ringwald in this movie well that must is it in order of appearance then no even even on like uh, imdb he's the third guy listed yeah it was it was strange to me but um, I thought it was weird, the spread in the kids' ages. You got four kids in this house, and you got the oldest daughter who's getting married, and then the youngest sister, who's probably, what, eight, nine years old? Who, the brother? No, the little. there's another little sister that's there as well in the beginning of the movie. Hmm. I, of all yeah, the times I've seen this, like, really... she made no impact on me. I don't even remember <laughs> right. I would I I was just impressed with you know dad for you know keeping it up for that long. That's you know good for him. Speaking of the older sister who's gonna get married, what is with her? She always seems high. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, she's she and is she is high. She Even is just and, and during drunk. like all her lines, she just is in this weird delivery. And I, I've never quite understood that either. 
I think yeah, she's supposed to come off thing. as the as the aloof princess. Kind yeah, of. I guess. So I think maybe that because she's just kind that's of floating dis- around. That's another her, good fantasy football team name right there. The aloof princess. It's <laughs> 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 funny you're bringing up fantasy football names. I've also started watching the league again, so I'm you know deep into that. But I, I think that's what it was. She was just somebody who was just in her own bubble, really didn't care about anything else that's going on, which we see. Because, you know, she forgets it's her sister's birthday right away and calls her an asshole and, um, you know. Yeah. Well, that's every- a good description. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, we and So we find out, Sam, it's her birthday and she's very excited about it. But she is not excited at the same time because she feels like she looks and feels exactly the same. And she thought there'd be some change. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't. We got our first mention of the rice chicks. Yes. They mispronounce the other in-law's name wrong all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, as everybody's getting ready, nobody remembers her birthday. And in fact, like you just said, some of them are even kind of rude to her. I think her mom, I don't have all the quotes down, but her mom says something that makes her kind of upset. She didn't have time to well, cut her carrots for her. <laughs> that so she'll have to buy she'll have to buy her lunch today and she can have carrots when she gets home if she's well, not actually, upset about it. What she did say is, so Sam goes, that's it? You don't have anything else to say to me today? And mm-hmm. she goes, what do you want me to say, Sam? Right. And then to herself, she goes, they fucking forgot my birthday. And then the <laughs> credits come up, so the whole movie sets up right there in that opening part. Mm-hmm. Yep. Birthday forgotten. Here we go. Well, and the interesting thing is, too, when you see the credits come up, Hall is credited as The Geek. The Geek. Not even as Ted mm-hmm. Farmer, which right. is his name. And everybody calls him Farmer Ted because if oh, you his last get... name is Farmer, I've never really got. I thought that was just a nickname. No, yeah. So I, this I this is where this comes from is that his name is Ted Farmer, but if you're used to roll call in a school, you always say the last name first, so everybody calls him Boy, Farmer Ted. I'm learning new <laughs> things about my favorite movie here. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I just thought it was weird they credited him as the Geek and not as his character's name. So you got the uh, the setup, and then you've got this awesome 80s montage of mm-hmm. all the kids getting ready for school, walking during the credits. You've got this synth 80s music playing. Mm-hmm. It's just an awesome uh, imagery to look at. I, I've always remembered the two with their hands in the back pockets. Yep. That's, that's like what stands out to me the most there. Well, and the clothing is just great. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. your balls deep in 1984 with all of the, you know, all of the attire that they're wearing. So I thought that was great. One thing I found that was interesting was that the costume um, person for this film didn't want Ringwald to wear a hat in the, uh, I think, in the beginning uh, sequence. Yeah, she's wearing here. a hat the first day of school. And hat sales went through the roof after this uh, <laughs> after this movie came out, I guess. So <laughs> she was quite the trendsetter uh, by wearing that hat. So within the first five minutes, I already quoted, we got an F-bomb. Mm-hmm. And then within the next five minutes, we see her and her friend in the locker room. And just there's a close-up of two boobs right on the screen yep. of Carolyn, yep. the girl they all desire to be. And and that and so was that's a, your PG movie in 1984, right? And mm-hmm. that was a body double. Um, the actress playing uh, Carolyn was, I think, she was 24 during the. Yeah, I looked that up. She's around that, I think. Um, yeah, when they uh, even did from this the far movie. shots. Yeah, because here's the thing I thought that would that looked like her when you see the whole body. 
Well, then they just go in on a close-up face, and that's her face. Oh, okay. But the, the, the shots in the shower of the nudity are a body double, and the reason for that was, despite her being nine years older than Molly Ringwald, um, she was less well-endowed, and she thought it was dumb that the director would want a nude shot of her because she oh. didn't really have anything really? to show. Yeah, that's kind of the point of the scene. That's what they're, yeah. that's what they're talking yeah. about. <laughs> exactly. Like how fantastic she is. They're all mm-hmm. jealous. Right. <clears throat> all right. So she meets her friend in the hallway. And then so then we get to the first scene in class. And this is sets up kind of the next part. So mm-hmm. she's filling out this paper sex test that you pass around. And it asks her if she's ever done it. And she writes, I don't think so. Right. And then if you have done it, or who would you do it with? And she names Jake Ryan. Tries to pass it back to her friend, but she's sleeping. It falls on the floor, and who gets it, of course, is Jake. So he, Jake. he's already staring at her. You can already tell he was, like, interested in her, and he's kind of got this weird thing where he doesn't quite know. But yep. then he sees that, so he's going to be more yeah. piqued at that point. Well, I would you think know. if a girl, if you, you know, says that she wants to have sex with you, you'd that would, <laughs> that would pique the interest of yes. any uh, senior boy or any yes. high school boy. So, yeah. Him and his friend are doing "quote unquote" pull-ups, talking about <laughs> Sam Baker. Mm-hmm. That scene was funny. Yeah, yeah. and this, the the friend just does not understand, and he says, "You got Caroline now; she's a woman." <laughs> and then this is where it goes. We got the boing. Yes, as they get to the actual shower scene right here. Here is where, though, you you pick up on this this point that I had written down. A movie like this always. The jock is an asshole and the geek is always a good, good guy that gets the girl in the end. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, this is a very unique movie in a sense. The jock is actually a, a really good guy and they're both good guys. Actually, Carolyn a... is, too. They talk about how yeah. perfect she is and and she says hi in the hallway. She She's not a mean girl. Right. Yeah, but she turns right. out to be kind of a dink at the later on in the movie with the well, whole... when she's drunk. Yeah, but even at the dance, she wanted to get out of there, and she tells Jake, you know, there's ten guys that I could have right now, you know. I That's mean, true. You know, she's, yeah. So she's I, not, not like they, a lot. They of have a dysfunctional with... relationship, but right. she's not really mean to the other girls. It appears. But I completely right. agree, Pete, that Jake is, you know, general, genuinely a nice guy, but a lot of the jocks that are around him are more yes. the, you know, prototypical, you know, jock guys. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, and and the one guy that's in this pull-up scene is prime example of that mm-hmm. in the movie, and his name is Rock. Is um, it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I didn't catch that in the movie, but I found it in like you know as I was researching it. Um, but that's what his name is, Rock. He's mm-hmm. he's kind of a jerk, but and and the buddies that are bullying the nerd kids later at the party and stuff. But but it's not like a it's not a key. Uh, it's not a key point to the plot of the movie where it's always, you know, think of better off dead where the, <laughs> where the, uh, the jock guy is just a total ass an over the top asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. It's not th- that way at all in this movie. No. Well, and, and even the jock guys that pick on uh, Ted's friends, you know, there's the scene where they uh, pull him out of the, um, the trunk. They yeah, drop they do them it off. very gently. They drop them off at, at, at the buddy's house. Like they didn't drop them off yeah, in the middle they of drop nowhere. Them off where he, like where it, he, yeah, exactly. yeah, it was front door service, you know. Pick them out <laughs> and carry them very neatly. It's yep. Yeah. So not they weren't all bad, I guess. 
in fact, we're on the I bus. Now. You guys around in a trunk one night, both of you. I've been um, in a trunk more than once. I've been in a trunk I, in the back of a pickup. Yep. I thought that I was driving you guys around in Minneapolis. That sounds familiar. That sounds day. that sounds correct. <laughs> yep. And you two were in the trunk, so I was ba- basically we were reenacting this movie. Well, we were hoping that when we got to our destination, we weren't wearing gently pick us out, pick us yeah. up out of the trunk and set us down. And we weren't wearing <laughs> headlights on our foreheads Which I did. either. <laughs> That's great. They pop or jock straps like the guys on the bus. Oh. Now we get to the bus. And I love the bus scene. Yes. Everybody hates riding the bus. And this is just such a perfect little encapsulation. And oh. and they and they're shooting their guns. Score a direct hit. <laughs> and when the bus comes around the corner and the kazoo music is playing, and mm-hmm. it, oh my god, that is that is so perfect how they do that. Right. <laughs> so everybody gets off. You've got three people left on the bus. Yes. Yeah, Molly Ringwald, the geek, and Joan Cusack, who yeah. has a I very gracious, wonderful performance throughout the movie. Both yeah. John and Joan Cusack star Correct. in this movie, which I had forgotten. Yep. So starting here, she just makes noises. She's just kind of, uh-huh, uh-huh, just uh, every time. <laughs> she's got the neck brace on for reasons we don't know why, but she's got a neck brace on. Yep. And again, I love the music choices so when he's walking up to see her on the bus you got the twilight zone music playing everything's always setting up uh or no 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 it's I'm, drag I'm skipping net. ahead to when she gets home sorry yeah isn't it the dragnet music when yes, ted comes up yes 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 sorry yeah. but that's good too yep and he tries to hit on her it does not go well um talks about the dance foreshadowing later on meeting up again there mm-hmm the Twilight Zone music is when she gets home and learns the grandparents are there. And this totally reminded yes. me of Christmas Vacation when the grandparents, yes. yeah. you got the the ding dong and the, and the scary sounding stuff and mm-hmm. grandparents coming in. I love the over the top funny grandpa. Well, and, <laughs> and right one? away, it's all about their ailments. The, the one that was laughing about everything and he was telling yeah, okay. these jokes and. Yep. Yeah, they're both talking about their corns, and the, and they're talking at the same time. It's all just like the Christmas vacation scene. They also don't remember her birthday, which maybe is one of the more yeah uh, stretchy reality things. Because what grandparent? Even though I guess she says that. I think doesn't she? What kind yep. of gr- grandparent forgets a birthday? They live for this shit. <laughs> they live for this. <laughs> yeah. But it's everybody's attention is on the wedding. That's the excuse is that there's mm-hmm. a wedding, and that's how it, potentially this could happen. Right. Um, and yeah, and then so we meet these grandparents and the the crazy one that Pete brought up is going at her and, and the grandma says, or no, he says to the grandma, leave her alone, you'll make her tinkle. And then she feels her up and he says, oh, let me go get my magnifying glass. Right. Oh, so awkward. So, <laughs> oh, That's yeah. one of the first things that would be considered very inappropriate about the movie, but still quite funny. Oh, yeah. We then meet another thing that people would probably say is very inappropriate, and that would be Long Duck Dong. Yes. His name itself is just not very culturally sensitive, and his whole thing is just, you know, to be the funny um, uh, foreign exchange student. Yep. Right. But it's the classic beginning. I mean, who doesn't remember the first time as a kid seeing this movie and him dropping his head below the bunk bed? Yep. What's happening, hot stuff? I don't yep. think I quoted that any line more than that for the first 15 years of my life. Oh, really? I got a different <laughs> one that I, yeah. Well, there's more, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then we start to see, every time they say his name, this is another thing that's not going to happen today. They play a gong every gong. time. 
hear his Anytime he comes on screen or they mention his name, there's a oh, yeah. gong sound that, that was added in. It's just, yeah. Different time. Very different time. Her mom well, asked her to turn on the oven and can you remember this? And she just goes, I can remember lots of things. Right. <laughs> yep. That's a good one. Well, and here we also have um, another um, offensive term. Uh, they refer to Dong as a Chinaman. A Chinaman, yeah. Uh, they yeah. refer to Ginny's um, fiance as a, bohunk. as a bohunk, which is a derogatory term as well. Um, and we've also had our first F-bomb for a uh, a gay person. Oh, the other F-word, yes. That's right. in here at least yes. two times. And we that, have, we have and that was said by the little brother, wasn't and it? The, and the full version um, are each in this yeah, I think the little brother said it first, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And we also have an R word in this uh, yep. as well. It, so. This movie really, it hits everything. It's It's got one or two of everything. I had my two offensive boobs, two F words, yep. another I had R my word. offensive words bingo card out and I, I nailed it. I, I yep. got it done. You got, you got the uh, culturally insensitive character and sen- <laughs> it's just, it's got it all. It sure does. But ah, we ate it up. We sure did. All right, we get the dinner scene, and this is one of my favorite lines in the movie. This one isn't too bad. So there's somebody, it's a quiche. And Doc goes, well, how do you spell? And the grandpa goes, well, you don't spell it, son. You eat it. Right. I love to say that one all the time. Did you notice <laughs> that he was using the uh, two spoons, the handles of two spoons as the chopsticks? I have never noticed that, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just so... So many dumb, dumb things to to try to stereotype. And I did read a thing that um, uh, the what's the actor's name again? I'm sorry, Don. Yeah, Getty Watanabe. Watanabe. Getty. Getty Watanabe. Getty took that accent from a South Korean friend of his. That's not anything like how he talks. He talks like, like an American accent, right? Like a normal yeah. American, you know person i don't sorry for saying normal i guess but yeah see he used a uh, accent of a south korean friend and just you know took it to an extreme Mm -hmm. i guess so the grandma suggests if you're going to a dance why don't you take long duck dong with you yes which horrifies sam and we don't really ever even see them go together but just like that we're at the dance and she's not with him but he you'll we'll see he's there too so we're at Mm -hmm. the dance just like that and you've got the nerd. I love the nerd wall. They just pan over all the nerds. And that's, they're playing a good song at that time too, aren't they? Or oh, they're all good I, songs. Yeah. Well, there's all kind of, yeah, this whole scene has got good songs. But you you see John Cusack there. You see the friend there. You see Anthony Michael Hall. Um, mm-hmm. And what I found interesting is that John Cusack looks so young. He was. and mm-hmm. and But we did Better Off Dead. It's one year later. Yeah, he doesn't see. He seems like he grew up so much between those two movies. Well, he was seventeen, I think, when he did I this so. movie. Um, one of the things I loved about um, when Sam and her friend are walking into the dance, you see those two parents shoving their child, yeah, into the dance. That's and actually later see, when she's in the hallway, I think. But yeah, that's no. I want to stay with see, you guys. <laughs> you see it there too, and then later oh, on when she's crying in the hallway, they're pushing him in a second time. And I, all I could think was, is that Griebel? <laughs> <laughs> I actually had that same thought. That's hilarious. 
<laughs> All right, we see Anthony Michael Hall again, the geek. He goes out on the dance floor and he's trying to hit on Sam. And and I and I love this line too. Just very hot, very hot. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Just always said, stuck with you. She gets overwhelmed and just runs out in the hallway. Yep. She can't stand it. Everything is going wrong. He goes back to his friends and starts to have this conversation, and it leads <laughs> to he's not a geek. He's a stud, and he's going to prove it. And the bet is on that he can get her underpants. Girls underpants. Girls. Oh, yeah, they, they look at each other, the two friends, and they have to stop and yell at him that they need girls underpants. Um, I wrote this other thing down here. We see that um, Dong has now found a, uh, a dance oh, yes, he's partner. Got, he's got a girlfriend, just and like that. She is, she is credited as Lumberjack. <laughs> she does not have a, a, a girl's name, but I, I just love where they're dancing. Four. And she asks him, what's your last name? And he says, Dong. And what's your first name? Long. Long. What's your middle name? <laughs> and the look on her face after he says Long is, is just absolutely priceless. <laughs> um, Jake tells the geek. So mm-hmm. he they, they run into each other. You know, they have these run-ins. But he tells Anthony Michael Hall, the geek, to relax when they're talking. And I love this too. <clears throat> he takes everything so literally. He turns around. He shakes it out. <laughs> he like he has to literally make the movements to relax. <laughs> He's just such, it's such a great performance. This kid, yes. man, he was so good at all these roles. He was the man. Absolutely, he was the man. Um, we see Joan Cusack again, just some comic relief. So she's dancing, and and she's just kind of going back and forth, just because you know she's all stiff from the headgear and the yep. neck brace and neck everything. Brace. And we see her we at the water fountain. She's at the water fountain, and then she's got that little shirt with the uh, with the little dress on it that she can use as a bib. And the and the the girl on her sweater has little bloomers on underneath the dress. So I always <laughs> thought that was pretty funny. And then we see her again later at Jake's party, and she's trying to drink a beer, but she can't tilt her head back yeah. in order to drink the beer. I mean, such such a small role, but yeah, she is so, so key. She's so good in it. Uh, does she? And I was going to pay attention. Does she ever say a word? I don't think so. Yeah, she yeah. just does little weird gags, but yeah. just a I don't totally think memorable lines. classic role. Right. <laughs> um, Farmer Ted is back trying again on the uh, bleachers, and mm-hmm. now Sam has some friends around her, and they don't want him around. And this is another line that I always love Nice manners, babe. <laughs> <laughs> amongst others but i like when uh sam's friend says can i can i be honest with you oh yeah that's the and other he one. says well not if you're going to insult me yeah i mean <laughs> get so, the hell out of here so ted is the geek in this show right he's he's the nerdy geek he's the king of the geeks i i gotta tell you i would have killed i would still kill to have that kid's confidence <laughs> yeah the confidence that's because he never stops Going mm-hmm. after what he's going for, like well, and look what he ends movie. up with at the end of the it movie. Paid off in the end. Well, but we'll in to. any situation, he doesn't seem nervous. He just keeps going after it the whole movie. No, nothing and stops him. I I would have loved to have had a tenth of that kid's confidence when I was in high school. So we flash. Sam has now disappeared into the shop room, sitting in a car or some kind of shop room. Yep. He follows her again, not giving up. 
He stands there kind of watching her quietly, and I love how he just knocks over that entire huge thing <laughs> and all the noise that gets made. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And then I love how he goes up to her and says, I, I had no idea you couldn't dance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't tell if he's clueless or if he is just, these are lines that he if can he's just come playing up it with. cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He again another performance. He gets in the car. Okay, obviously, but he adjusts the side mirror when he gets into the car. Right. <laughs> well, another and one group. thing. Well, one he had trouble getting down, into the car, and she had to unlock the door yeah. for him. When right. he could, it was a convertible, he could have just climbed right in. But the with the no back end. Did, the car <laughs> yeah, didn't exactly. have a back door or or uh, anything there. You can't lock the car because there was nothing to lock it to. But I thought that was a nice little thing in the direction where he couldn't open it and she had to lean over and and unlock the door so that he could get into the car. So she starts to open up a little because he finally kind of, they're one-on-one, he kind of, he's kind of calmed down. And so he finally decides he's going to tell her a secret. Right. What does he tell her? Uh, I've never bag, bagged a babe. <laughs> never I'm bagged not a, a babe. stud. I'm not a stud. <laughs> he's in, he's a freshman in yeah. high school. <laughs> just and it's seemingly very early in the year. Like it, it feels yeah. like right school just started. So, yeah. So not not a a stretch that he would have not no. begged a babe yet. Yeah. Um. He even though they kind of opened up, then he takes it the wrong way and he jumps on her. This is another. I'm sure you know he's like obviously mm-hmm. going way over the line. But I love how the horn honks. Yep. <laughs> and then she kind of. He takes what she says away. the wrong way, so he does it again. Yeah. He goes for it twice. Yeah. Yeah. But then he says, That's I'm aggressive. kind of like the king of the dipshits. Right. Well, and oh. this this is the part in the movie where um, Courtney's favorite line is, because when he, he leans into her one time, she says, oh, I, I, I can actually feel how much you like me. Oh, yeah. And here he has like a little can of breast spray in his or pocket. Or like mints. I thought maybe they were mints. Oh, is that what it was? Like lifesaver type mints. Yep. So he pulls that out, and my wife's favorite line is, fresh breath is a priority in my life. <laughs> she said, I, I could feel how much you like me. Yeah, I could. that's what it was. There. Yep. Uh, so he tells her that Jake asked about her, and she, of course, can't believe that. And he goes, Jake, Jake's my boy! Right. <laughs> Who they, you know, they've talked like once. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it all leads to uh, floppy disks dating the movie. You know how expensive floppy disks are. Yeah. And he actually gets her to let him borrow her underpants for ten minutes. So I mean, Sam, yep. she's a pretty, pretty cool chick. She certainly um, goes along with things, even though he's been a total asshole to her ever since the second they met. Well, and before he even asked her that. He asks her, would it be totally off the wall if I asked to have sex with you? <laughs> like, he is just, it's, it's absolutely relentless. He has he has no idea on, on how to read the room or anything. He just consistently goes after what he's looking for. And, yeah. And, yeah, I could not, the, the line, yeah, can I borrow your underpants for 10 but, minutes? And it's that's the thing. He just wore her down. I mean, yeah. eventually she's just like. And she's had such a bad day, right. you know, she just, whatever. He was the only person that was good to her all day, though. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's, he actually liked she, I mean, whether Despite jumping on her, jumping on her twice and, you know, all that. Yeah, he's, well, he it, gave her attention. He, he gave her he some gave attention, her attention and nobody else did. Well, and that was that's the true. other thing I, I really loved about, 
uh, when they first started talking in the car and Sam reveals that it's her birthday. And right away he jumps into, they say it's your birthday. And he's like drumming on the bash. And he just <laughs> another one I loved him. as a kid. I used to do that all the time. And then he tries to start singing. Hey Jude. Hey Jude. <laughs> it's such an idiot. <laughs> that shop scene is just one of the best scenes in the whole movie. God, it's so good. It's a showcase for why those two were so big at the time. Mm-hmm. All right. So as you mentioned, um, Caroline was very sick of the party or the dance. And so the party did eventually move to Jake's house. And so that's where the movie is going now. It's just supposed to be a small gathering, just you know, of their friends. Together. And by the time we get there, that house is one of the most trashed houses. Oh, my God. I mean, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the Mr. and Mrs. Smith house after the gunfight, the yep. mm-hmm. the squirrel in Christmas Vacation. This house might have almost been worse. Right. Yeah, I can't imagine. And the thing that, that, that I found crazy was that Jake is, like, the coolest guy in school, and people still right. treated his house like this. Like, I, that's, well, that's what alcohol does to you, Gabe. Yeah. I think that's a, that's the message okay. here. I got to tell you, it never you made should me try do it that sometime. To, <laughs> to a friend's house that I went to. Drop uh, weights through a floor and down into the... Uh, the yeah, uh, that was a little extreme. ...wine cellar. Um, oh, my God. That part is just... Well, everything <laughs> with, with uh, Dong and the Lumberjack yep. in these scenes here is just... So here's, here's a question I have for you. So we see Dong and the Lumberjack and Sam driving to the party after the dance. So Sam is newly 16 years old, does not have a license. Right. Dong is a foreign exchange student. (laughs) Why the hell did Grandpa give his car to these two people to go to the dance? (laughs) That's a good question. Because that car... As we find out, is um, I guess is Don must water. have a driver's license, or maybe uh, he's older. Maybe I mean he could be eighteen. But maybe you're all we know. Yeah. Well, and and we find out that you know they he's a foreign exchange student staying with grandma and grandpa, and he basically he's a servant to them. He mows the lawn, he does the dishes, he does you know he's basically doing everything around the house for these people. So maybe he's also the grocery shopper, and he gets to drive the car. I think he's so responsible. Yep. So we also have actually also a badass. It's before they move the party to Jake's. We see the party like so. Sam is practicing talking to Jake to herself, mm-hmm. and they're getting their coats at the end of the dance. And they come face to face, and he smiles at her, and she just totally freezes up and just walks away. And he gave her such a nice smile, and she just mm-hmm. she couldn't handle it, and so now she feels terrible again. And then also at school, we again get the big scene in the bathroom where they're they're oh. taking a buck or is it five bucks? It's a buck. A buck to get in. All the fresh. You got to be a freshman boy. Mm-hmm. And and he comes out to show the underpants, and they're all just they can't believe it. Can't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. like, so oh. speaking of driving, though, this is another one. So we got the gong sound, but when Long Duck is Dong is driving crazy, you've got the Chinese music too playing in the background. Just yes. This, and it's, when they drop her off at home, yeah, and they but continue says, on the party. I've never been so happy in my whole life. <laughs> We do get a little break from the kids to see the in-laws at dinner and the Godfather music is playing mm-hmm. and we meet the fiance who, man, he is just a peach. Yep. So. Who is also the um, the janitor from the Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah, right. I knew and, I recognized oh, him, but didn't really think about it. He was also in another Hughes movie. Uh, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. But 
So the mother of the groom, did she look uh, familiar to you at all? I don't remember her looking like anybody that I noticed. She, she was in major league. She was a wife at the dinner party at Lynn's fiance's penthouse. Tom, remember when, uh, uh, well, yeah, when Tom shows up or when oh, Berenger shows up and yep to the yeah, dinner party and everything. <laughs> and there's a younger couple and an older couple there. She's the wife in the older couple. Okay. So, yeah. Huh. Uh, so, like I said, Jake's house is crashed, trashed. So Dong shows up, crashes the car, doesn't even notice. It's like up on another car. Not only does he not notice, him and the girlfriend get out. But there's two people having making out in the car that he <laughs> right. smashed. They don't stop. They, <laughs> they don't, don't notice care. either. Right. You've got uh, the nerds are walking in, and Anthony Michael Hall says to the other two geeks, be polite to his parents, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the dipshits ring the doorbell. Dong is the one who opens it up. Yep, and we get the second use of the F word again and the R word all in quick succession right here. Yeah. So. Yep. Jake is not enjoying the party. He's up in his room trying to call Sam because she has her own phone line and the grandparents are in there and the grandma answers and he won't say anything. And when she hangs it up, the grandpa says, what did they want? And she just goes, sex. <laughs> Well, because he waited and waited and waited. It rang and rang well, and rang. And then well, then he said, eat me. Yeah, right he before. says, eat me. I didn't, yeah, yeah. The other, yeah, I didn't quite pick up on that. So it was somebody else in the party that picked up and, and said, no. eat me or whatever? No, that's what Jake said. He was kind of, as he was putting the phone down, because he was upset that it was ringing so long, he just said, ah, eat me. Yeah. And hung up. Oh. He didn't okay. hear them actually answer that first time. Right. It was all the timing. Yep. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? So... Uh, the geek knocks over the beer pyramid. We've yep. kind of hinted, and then he blames it on the one friend who then blames it on the other. We see later on, they both end up in the trunk of the car. Yep. We see Dong and his girlfriend on the exercise bike, which is hilarious. <laughs> Jake is still calling, and then Carol, and he slams the door on Carolyn because she's all drunk, and her hair gets caught. Another classic scene. Mm -hmm. And so... We meet Jamie all, Gertz. Jamie Gertz, yep. Mm-hmm. He gets through, the grandma calls him a foul-mouthed hooligan and cuts him off. <laughs> and while this is happening, she can't wait, and her friends, who are totally drunk, cut her hair with a big, huge scissors. Right. And they all just hug and think it's wonderful. At The weights go through the floor, as you said, into the wine cellar. There's destruction everywhere. Um, and finally, it ends with the geek being trapped under a table, and nobody knows he's there. And luckily, Jake gets him out. Well, that's well, that's, how the two of them are left alone at the end of the party. That's what I thought was funny is his reaction. He's not trapped under there, but he's acting like he is. I thought like he, he couldn't could, move the table. Like he's well, stuck. He could have well, just end. rolled to the left or to the yeah, right. That's what I didn't get either. From underneath it, it was open sided no, table. I thought it was like a glass had glass sides too. Like no, a, no, because oh, he he, he could have just it got up out. and you could see. Well, then I didn't understand that at all. I always thought he was like a like a rectangular glass table nope. that went all the way to the floor and somebody put him in there like the trunk. No, no, huh. no, he could have well, got out. more sense. What I thought that, that just made me laugh because he like acts like he can't, but it's like, just <laughs> crawl out from under the table. My thought was, is he was hiding from, he was the, scared. That's yeah, what I thought. The too. big guys after he knocked over the pyramid yeah. of beer cans. All right, um, so we see those two are going to be together, but during that time, we do have kind of the nicest scene in the movie where mm -hmm. Sam is at home, 
And the dad um, comes down, realizes they all forgot her birthday, and they have a really nice heart-to-heart. And she even opens up about Jake and everything. So he, which is important in the end of the movie, like he's aware of this boy that she loves. And and so he feels bad and makes her feel better. So that's a nice scene. I think we referred to that once on a different episode. Do you guys remember what movie we were talking about? Where? Uh, Oh, Clueless. Because the clueless dad, because oh, the clueless dad, the heart to heart he had with Cher yep. was like this. So we we have a clueless episode you can listen to. All right, so back to Jake and the geek talking about <laughs> Sam. And this is where we've all said Jake's this really nice guy and everything, but this is where the problematic stuff really kicks in because Caroline is passed out, and his famous quote is. I could violate her 10 different ways if I wanted to, which, yikes, that's mm-hmm. a pretty bad line. That's now, he didn't line. say he ever has or would. He he says it in passing, like, I could if I was that kind of a person. That's kind of right. how I took it. Like, I'm not that kind of a guy, thankfully. But it does yes. not come off sounding right. And for the dreamboat that everybody loves, it's kind of a bad look, of course. Well, mm-hmm. and right before that, when they come back to Jake and Ted, I love this scene because... You've got Sinatra playing in the background, and you got Ted. You also have next, a pizza on the turntable. Right. But you've got <laughs> you've got him in the kitchen, and Ted's mixing up, like, martinis. Yeah. And you got Sinatra in the background. And well, those two Ted's, are great together. And Ted's telling him all about how girls are and how, you know, it's just so great because he has no experience at all, and he's a little young freshman, and he's trying to lay it all out for Jake, who's obviously – you know, older and probably much more experienced with women. But uh, again, do, it's it's all of that confidence in this kid to sit in front of the coolest guy yeah. in school and tell him what girls are like. And we do learn here that Jake, you know, he obviously he was with Carolyn, but he he's looking for something else now and he does want love. And that's why he's interested in Sam. Mm-hmm. He's something different. But this is the other thing I found quite creepy so when Jake tells her that he has her underwear, he asks to keep it. And I get, okay, he could return it, but that's still that's really still... weird. Like, oh, here's your underwear. I got yeah. it back for you. No. No, <laughs> no that's not good. Although, yeah. I mean, at least I think we do see him give it to her at the end, right? And she kind of laughs. I mean, so at least I believe put so. some closure into that. But when he first asked to keep it, I'm like, that's that's not cool either. It's a little right. weird. Just burn it. Some well, of I the felt, stuff. I, I felt oh. a little bad for Sam because, I mean, she was you know, spending the rest of the evening just, you know, hanging out there, you know, breeze yeah. blowing through. and Sure was. Uh, well, that, that'd be a little rough. So well, was, uh, I was just going to say, though, that some of the stuff backing up a minute to, uh, you know, some of the offensive comments that, that they make here and throughout the movie, it, it actually makes it more real in a way, because guess what? That's how a lot of these teenagers talk. That's true. I mean, that's not, mm-hmm. So it and even it really still today, uh, it's gonna, you know, it's does kind of show that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it but, does add realism, even though, yeah, you're right. It never would get made today, or if it did, it would be all everyone, be very everybody would be up in arms. But it's realistic, right? So he then offers the geek the opportunity to take home Caroline, <laughs> and he finds out it's his dad's Rolls Royce. Again, this guy yes. has no driver's license. He can't. Right. He doesn't care. Especially. Yeah, um, I, I wrote down that he puts a freshman in his dad's Rolls Royce with his passed out girlfriend and a sixer of beer. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, he get okay. That actually ties in later then, I guess, because I got a big question at the end, but the six pack might help explain. Yeah. It's a very big plot hole at the end. Okay. Cuz Ted's carrying Carolyn out to the car, got her over the shoulder and and uh Jake has this is carried a six pack of beer to put the and car with. This him. is another one too. I mean, it's 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 more you got to be it's got to be implied. He doesn't say like you can do what you want with her and everything. But I mean, that is still the implication is kind of there that it's like, yeah. OK, so again, it's all problematic. It's all very much dated. But, but he did say, make sure that she gets home. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think yeah. that's truly the plan is mm-hmm. get her get her home. He just yep. didn't. I don't know. It's like his gift to him to, to let her drive the car <laughs> and right. be with her. And at this point, Carolyn wakes back up. And now we have an interesting drive right. for... Yeah. Well, and before that, though, Jake's out in the yard, and what happens? Oh, oh yeah. sexy girlfriend! And Long Duck Dog falls out of the tree. <laughs> right <Yes>. on him. <laughs> yes. We see the big guys dropping the, ki- the guys off out of the trunk. Uh, Rebel Yell is playing, and Carolyn is wide awake now. Mm-hmm. And she gives uh, Ted a birth control pill, because yep. he doesn't know what it is, and he... Doesn't and he just takes it. Then he talks to the camera when she passes out with her head on his lap and said, This is getting good. <laughs> I don't know if she was passed out. Oh, I think she she just fell over. Her she yeah, I, I get again the implication. <laughs> I took that but as to me, that she, she passed, fell, out. Pa- passed out. Okay. Yeah. She's and out and that's the positioning. It was deliberate how she passed out. Yeah. But to me, she passed out. That okay. Day. Fair All enough. Right, so he goes to his friend's house. And and again, this is so funny how he goes up and quietly tries to get him. And these two just knock everything in the house over, make all kinds of noise to get outside because he wants some pictures to have proof that he was with this girl. Yep. And then they take the pictures and we see the picture they took is just Ted's face and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, right in the bottom <laughs> corner and yeah, nothing else. <sighs> all right. So now we flash to the next morning. Dong is passed out on the front lawn. We hear the R word again because the grandpa's talking to like 911 or somebody trying to find out what happened to him. And they ask if he was that because mm-hmm. uh, he describes his outfit as tan pants and an Argyle sweater. <laughs> yes. A red oh, Argyle God. sweater and red shoes, I think, is what he said. Oh, and red shoes, too. Yeah. <laughs> so they all go to church and then they see him lying on the ground. And these are some of the great lines of Dong. He wakes up and he says, no more Yankee, my wanky. The donger need food. That's the line for me right there. That is the line that I quoted more than any other out of this movie. And he asks, where is my automobile? Automobile? Lake. <laughs> Big lake. And he, and he does get... the whole like car yeah. crashing sound. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, that is that whole scene is wonderful. And the grandpa's so mad and the grandma's so mad because they're so uptight. And it's that's well, awesome. the other grandpa's just loving it. Oh, yeah, he's he hilarious. It. It's hilarious. See, that's what I love about that guy. Always mm-hmm. laughing. Yep. All right. We get to the the wedding and, oh, and no. stuff Bef- nearby. Before that, we see Ted and Carolyn yes. in the roles. I think there was a scene before that where we see, because I, I have written oh, down here, right. I always got creeped out at the end because that lady at the wedding is the lady from Poltergeist. Yes. And I've mentioned how that was the movie that screwed me up mm-hmm. as a kid. And I had seen that movie. And so even though I love this movie, when I saw her on the screen, it always just creeped me out. I hated it. And she's so weird. And she makes those weird sounds. With her. I don't know what that character is all about. No. It's like it's in there just to taunt me. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what John Hughes was going for right there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you're right. Geek and girl are in the car. He has his headgear on now. <laughs> I love that. I, that I marked that from? down. Where was he keeping that all night? That's what I, that's my question. The other big question though. So they're trying to figure out what happened. Yes. And my question is, okay, why wouldn't he remember what happened? Because he, he wasn't drunk. He was driving. He was cognizant of everything, but I guess if he downed the whole six pack, maybe they went somewhere. And there are beer cans all over in the car. You can yeah. see. So at least yeah, that right. does give some explanation as to that, because this is the other thing. Everybody that I read, I mean, the people that don't like the movie anymore, I mean, they, they say he raped her. Um, but I was, I was like, well, neither one of them knew what they did. But then I'm like, but how did he not know? But right. You know, or it, maybe he did, but he wanted to test her and see what she thought, what her impression was. Uh, but so, yeah, again, it's obviously you can take you know that I mean? scene different ways. And yep. I always took it, you know, they both were drunk. I never really thought about his role in it. That he well how he got drunk but they neither one of them remember what happened so they're both you know right. they both were there but anyway that's another big problematic part of the movie that you just yep. wouldn't see that today it's too many questions yep uh genie goes from weird to weirder that's sam's sister because she's had uh well she's on her period they and they announced that to the whole <laughs> <laughs> congregation and they've given her all kinds of pain relievers and she is just completely loopy yeah she took four muscle relaxers and they have kicked in full force as it's time for her to walk down the aisle and her walking down the aisle is oh that's a great scene one of the funniest <laughs> moments i love when um, she sits down because she can't make it any further <laughs> she sits down halfway she up plays the with the hat and bats the bells <laughs> It takes her veil like off like she's it's this is scratchy and like throws oh, her veil so up uh, by the altar. Well, uh, before that, though, we flash back to Sam's house because Jake has showed up. And these oh. are my other favorite lines by Dong. So Dong answers the door and and he says that he saw him last night. And, and Dong goes, is that you? And he goes, yeah, that me. That me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, another line that I still quote all the time is she got married Mm-hmm. Married? Mm-hmm. Yes, married. Jeez. <laughs> it's so good. And Dong is just working off his hangover. Well, and what I like about Jake that is, very is, confused. is after he closes the door and Jake kind of whispers to himself, yeah. married? And then you hear Dong from the other side of the door. Yes, married. You know, it's just... Oh, it's and he's a- and to Oily Bohunk. Yes. <laughs> All right, um... So Jake is confused. He's going to head over there. Uh, we we talked about Carolyn. Uh, Jake then comes to the church, and this is where the Ted. They're in the parking lot, Ted and Carolyn, and he sees them kissing, and he just pulls up and just can't believe what he's seeing. Um, Ted's friends call him on the car phone. Right. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Uh, Jake and Carolyn then break up. So he, after he sees them kissing, they do have a little, they talk about how it's just not going to work anymore. And they've, they've run their course. Yep. And she, I noticed in this, she really reminds me of Catherine O'Hara. Just the way she talks and acts. I kept oh, getting sure. very much. She reminded me of a young Catherine O'Hara. Huh. Side note. Did not think about that at all. There. The wedding is over. Sam comes out late because she had to go back and get the veil. All the cars clear away, and there's Jake. And if you were here by the Thompson twins comes on, and oh my God, the scene's wonderful. And she and I love how she looks back and can't believe he's looking at her. 
And then I love the little part though too. The dad is still there and she yes. points at him and the dad's like giving her a thumbs up and it's they're all so happy and she gets, you know, her her happy moment there finally. Yes, I I, I could see that as the father looks at a senior boy taking away his sophomore yeah, daughter. <laughs> um you guys just go off and do whatever you're gonna do. But he yeah. trusts her and he uh, and he loves her and it's those two had their moments, so Yep. And then they have again, I don't know why they're sitting on a table, but they're sitting on top of a table with the cake in between and he says make a wish and she says it already came true and mm -hmm. I, I love that song so much as it's playing there and yep. happy endings all around um, maybe some date rape maybe not maybe <laughs> some bad intentions maybe not happy endings with date rape maybe maybe not. either way this movie is still hilarious and fun to watch it will be for the rest of my life and I can understand why people think it's problematic and I and I get it it is problematic but you can watch it, talk about it, and still laugh your ass off at the yes. same time. Yes. Right. There's well, very and it few does... movies that had a bigger impact on me as an eight-year-old than this right. one. Well, and it does encompass that teen angst and that it does. You know, as you know, as anybody, like you said, Keith, it's very realistic. Whether whether right. you're a boy or a girl, like you understand the insecurities that Sam is going through. And, you know, having feelings for somebody that, you know, they, you don't think they have them back. And you understand if you're a teenage boy, what it's like to try to go out and get some and just throw yourself at anything that moves to see if you I, get a response. And I think we can all relate. Well, yeah, and the characters and, are all the characters are so relatable. And that's, right. again, like with The Breakfast Club, which we've talked about that, too. By the yeah. way, you can listen to that one. The characters, the kids, while problematic, that's what kids are. And so they are very real and easy to see yourself in there, maybe in multiple. Maybe you can see yourself in part of Jake and part mm -hmm. of the geek, but you can always relate and see yourself in there. And hopefully you can make good decisions and be a good person, too. So Well, and even and even with Dong, you know, Dong is is a kid who's been living with this old couple pent up. Yeah, he gets and he's a just out, out to have a good time. And, he gets a right. night out and he's gone, man. I mean, he's gonna <laughs> live it up because he doesn't know when he's gonna get that shot, and he and deserves that, it. That's a very common thing too, you know. He's I mean, never it been so happy in his whole life. It doesn't matter if you're a foreign exchange student or not. You know what that was like to go out and just let her buck and to hell with the consequences <laughs> the next day. So yeah, I mean it. It touches on so many things that you go through when you're when you're in high school. So I I, I still like it. I think it's very good. And you're always going to have issues with language and uh, and different themes that have um, been corrected. And you know the language, the 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 f slurs and the r word. Those are things that are more product of their time. They're they're easier to kind of pass off as like that. That's you know it's mm -hmm. just, things change. It's the the sexual stuff that's harder yep. to pass off and like think, oh, John Hughes, you're such a great guy. Why? But then he's writing this kind of, you know, and like I said, I think you can explain all of it if you look at it the right way. But I also right. totally get the other side. Right. I'm not ready to cancel the movie. Let's just. No, I'm not. Can't. No, I'm never going to cancel it. Nope. It's going to always sure. be one of my faves. And so speaking of that, do you have anything else to say or should we get into our top five movies of 1984? Let's get into our top five movies of 1984. Let's All right. Well, I'll I'll just run through mine first since this yep. was my uh, choice. So, Sixteen Candles was number one. Always will be. The other movie that I was dying to choose was The Karate Kid. 
And Pete luckily picked it, so it's coming in two weeks, and that's my number two. Those two movies, to me, are two of the just most perfect classic movies of the 80s for myself. Speaking of problematic, uh, my number three movie is Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, boy. That's another one of the funniest movies I've ever seen, yet, obviously, if you watch it today, you got a different (laughs) lens of certain scenes and things in it. Yep. Yeah. Number four is The Natural. Um, that was one of my first sporting love movies. Um, and then number five, I had Splash with Tom Hanks oh, and Daryl Hannah, John Candy. And then I do have, I just want to list off a few others. So you guys, well, Pete, you might remember this movie, I think. Do you remember the movie Irreconcilable Differences with Shelley uh, Long yeah. and Ryan O'Neill? Yeah. Wasn't yeah they were in like a divorce more? going through or this thing. A... And that was a what? movie that was on HBO all the time. Like as a kid, I must have seen that movie 10 times and I remember watching it over and over again. I haven't probably seen it since like, I don't know, 1986, but I loved it. Was it, was Drew Barrymore in that? Yes, I think she was their kid, right? Yeah, right. that's what that's what I was thinking. Yep. Um Johnny Dangerously, a movie that I love, thought about even for this, Cannonball Run 2. <laughs> the Muppets Take Manhattan. Another movie that I watched a ton as a kid was The Neverending Story. Yeah. Uh, the pl- first a Police Academy came out. One of the movies that I remember going to with my family, and again, I, I think, I'm sure it was PG, but you know, you've made fun of me for going to see Witness. But I saw the movie Tank with James Garner, and I remember, and I don't even remember much about it, but I remember going to it. Gremlins, Footloose, Purple Rain, which we brought up, and another movie that I remember being big at the time because we were farmers was the movie country came out and it started with like, it had this big like tornado scene at the beginning and and Sam Shepard and maybe Jessica Lange were in it. And it's one of those movies that kind of went away. But as a kid, I have vivid memories of coming out because it's like all these people from Tyler were like, Oh, country's coming out and it's about farmers. And (laughs) so those are all my, uh, uh, honorable mentions. And I could have gone on and on. That I kept it to those, but there are so many Excellent. more movies from 1984 that I looked at and thought, wow. Yeah. I'll right. go next. Um, and I will say, Brad, you did not name the movie that I had as my... Oh, good. Well, I didn't uh, think I did because we already kind of talked ahead of time. As my little sleeper pick. That, um, But uh, um, I'm going to name off my, my top five, and then I will talk about my sleeper pick a little bit. <laughs> uh, the number one, <laughs> number one so movie excited. for me probably of all time was the natural um that's what so, i thought you were going to pick actually when i saw yeah this list. I, I it's still i can watch it anytime it's on tv if i'm flipping through i'll stop, i'll sit and watch it all the way to the end because obviously it's got probably the greatest finish in in oh, movie God, history yes. and mm-hmm. so great movie number two was the other movie that i had wrestled with and i wanted to do an episode about this one um uh footloose uh, but I chose Karate Kid just because uh, we love Cobra Kai so much and it's relevant now. Yes. Um, but that's why I chose it. Um, the next one is the one we are doing next week is Ghostbusters. That is the movie that I think I, I remember we rented that movie. And I think I watched it about eight times in the one weekend <laughs> that we rented it. Because I, I would I would watch it, rewind it, and just watch it again, rewind it, and watch it again. And it was just... I loved it as a, as a kid. Um, and number four was the one we've already discussed tonight, uh, 16 Candles. And my number five was Karate Kid. 
my honorable mention, the first one I'm going to talk about is one that I remember watching it and thinking it was one of the funniest movies of all time at the time. I don't remember really hardly anything about the movie now, which it would be great to rewatch it and see if it holds up or if it's okay. Well, we'll get, we'll work it in sometime in the future. We may, (laughs) but it's a top secret. Um, Do you remember that? It's I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. And Val Kilmer is like a spy, and it's kind of it's uh, from the makers of The Naked Gun, and so yeah, it's that kind of humor. I always the, had the, thought uh, I heard it really wasn't good, but I never Zucker saw it. Zucker Brothers. So I, can't say. I remember my brother loved it, um, and I watched it. And as a kid, I thought it was funny. So may and maybe it doesn't hold up. I don't know. Um, the next one I had on my list was one that we actually, as a family, just watched last week out in the backyard. We watched Romancing the Stone. Uh, which included, um, I did not know this because I hadn't seen it in about 30 years, but uh, it included the actor that played El Guapo. Yes, it does. <laughs> and and he, he, he plays and a crazy guy, and he plays that same kind of role, too. Yep. And, his little, um, and his little truck, the mule, Pepe. That's right. I actually don't <laughs> think I've ever seen that movie either. So I just watched that really? again maybe three months ago. I thought it was, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Who's in that? Who are the? Is it Kathleen Turner? Yeah, and and Um, Michael uh, Michael Douglas. Because I always got that confused with the Jewel of the Nile. It's the same two. It's they're they're the same. It's a sequel. Jewel. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense then. Yep. And Danny DeVito also. Yeah. Is in those movies, Um, and all three of them are also in War of the Roses. Yeah, War of the Roses. I was just going to say. Um, do you remember Brad, uh, the woman in red? Um, I do. I seem to remember liking. I wait a minute. I don't Am I thinking of the man with one red shoe? <laughs> one? No, that's Tom Hanks. And, Who's in the uh, woman in red? Gene Wilder, I think, was in it. Oh, Gene Wilder. Yeah. Well, very vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I had Police Academy, Splash. I had Temple of Doom, which um, I did watch it and rewatch it. I liked it at the time, but it's really the worst of the yep. original three uh, Indiana Jones movies, in my opinion. Yep, um, I, agree. I had Purple Rain. I had a movie that I also watched over and over again as a kid called Cloak and Dagger. I remember that. Dabney um, Coleman. Dabney Coleman and some kid was in it. And um, I I remember thinking some it was kid. a good movie. And maybe I should watch it uh, with my kids because I loved it as a kid, but haven't done it. Uh, and then I had Terminator. The, orig- the first Terminator. That came out in 84? Uh, I found it on my list. Did I did I make oh. it? Am I going to get audited by the? It well, sounds, I have not even seen the Terminator, but I thought it did come out in '84. That should be on my list then. By the way, the kid in Cloak and Dagger, Pete, yeah. was Henry Thomas from ET. Oh, yeah, that's right. I do remember that. Now that you mention that. Oh, all right. Um, well, shoot, I did not have the Terminator on my. I'm sorry, Pete. Were you? Were you finished with uh, your list? Did you check? Was I correct? Did it yes, you are points? absolutely correct. I can't believe I missed that on my list. Um, I'm going right. to throw that right on there. my honorable mention since I have my top five. Um, or, you know what? No, I'm going to change that. So uh, I got a couple um, honorable mentions with uh, Footloose, Purple Rain, Gremlins, Revenge of the Nerds. And one you guys didn't say yet, uh, this is Spinal Tap. Came out. No, I've never yeah. seen that movie. Either. I don't I think I keep I've telling myself to it. watch it, and I just never have. It's yeah. it's a lot of fun. I've I've heard um, sure. rock bands say that that movie is 
very similar to the types of things that they go through. One of these days, I just got to get get back on it and do it. So my top five, I'm going to move the Terminator into five. Uh, Great movie. What'd you take out? I took out Footloose. Okay. Um, number four, Beverly Ooh. Hills Cop. Did anybody say Beverly Hills Cop? Yet? No, nobody said that. Uh, you know what? I actually did have that, and I forgot to mention it because I was making markings on my paper. I inadvertently crossed it out, but yes. okay. And then my top three are the three movies that we are covering this month. Number ah, three, what order? Six, Sixteen Candles at number three, Karate Kid at two, and Ghostbusters at number one. Wow, we chose wisely for you. Yes. Yes, this is going to, I love this month because I love those movies. And you throw in Fritz and Wheezy into the mix to start it all off and might be the best month we've ever done, folks. It is. It's certainly a good one. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I don't know if we have anything else to say. I'm done. uh, I've got something to say. How about a little Preacher Row? I love it. it. Love it. You know, those guys were just babies in 1984, too. Yeah. They would have been mostly in uh, first grade going into second grade, right? That's uh, that's where they were getting their start. Well, a couple were even younger. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So anyway. Awesome. They were just learning to stand on their own two feet. Hey. Oh, yeah. There you got it. That's a good way to Perfect segue. Here we go. Don't forget to tip your waiter. Bye. Yeah.